What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo DiMontobano. Fellas, how are we feeling? It's been a little while since the boys have been together. Everybody got to have a nice Christmas, nice New Year. How's everybody feeling? Yeah, holiday break, you know, start of the new year, back back on that grind, watching some tape, hitting the gym, trying to eat healthy. So it was the holiday season was rough for me. I don't know about you boys. Yeah. Yeah, no, my um my body looks disgusting. But uh it's okay. <laughs> nothing nothing like uh nothing like a reset new year, new me bullshit to uh to turn it around. What do you say, boys? Yeah, you're one of the uh, the few Indeed. people like get back in the gym right away, and then you know, two weeks later you're you're out. That's so deep. If I last, if I last two weeks, it would be an anomaly. <laughs> but hey, the first three days went great. Body is in turmoil right now. It hurts everywhere. I, you know, I don't think I'm changing how I eat altogether. Besides the Dorito thing that I told you guys about, but. It is what it is. I'm setting my ways. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, we're taking action on that, by the way, too. So anyone wants to put some, I'm, put some cash I'm not, on that. I'm not having a Dorito until September 21st, 2024. Book yeah, it. Okay. It's guaranteed. I mean, just a lot. It's guaranteed. I am known for my mental resilience. I and, and self Are you? <laughs> it's news to me. I'm going to say you're one of the most mentally weak people I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows my self-control is bar none. You're, dude, you're a mental midget, bro. Stephen Hawking would love your mind. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jesus. God. Already Epstein Island jokes? Let's go, baby. We're uh, back. We are back. On a, fatal three on a Thursday. You can drop an Epstein jokes. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, boys. While, uh, while we did have the playoff games go off during our break, got the national championship set with Michigan and Washington. Really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to Michael Penix putting one on Michigan. Um, we're in draft mode. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We're in draft mode, and we came back for the people at our Rebuild the Franchise episode, our series that we love. Today, we got the New England Patriots. I'm excited to get this this going. Yeah, the Patriots are a fun one, too, just because of all the uncertainty around uh, Big Bill and just the rest of the organization, but we'll see how it goes. I'm pumped. All right, fellas, let's get into it. Um, so as the Patriots head into their 2023 season, I don't think anybody had real expectation that they were going to make a deep playoff run, but I think they expected to play a little bit better than their four and 12 record. Um, during the off season, they had another weird Patriots draft. I feel like they keep doing this where they end up with Christian Gonzalez and a trade back, which was a great move for them. But then they take an undersized linebacker, Marte Mapu, in the third round. They spend a fourth-round pick on kicker Chad Ryland, who is statistically the worst kicker in the league. Um, I think he's making field goals at like 62% or something like that. Yeah, no worries. So, absolutely horrible. Um, they made some really questionable moves in free agency, signing Juju to a three-year, $33 million deal. They brought in a 35-year-old Riley Reef to help boost their offensive line, which hasn't worked. Um, I think this season for them can really be defined – in two ways, the awful quarterback play that they've gotten from Mac Jones, who just continues to regress. And I think the other side is the possible vacancy of longtime head coach Bill Belichick, like we said. So um, this team has been playing a little bit better over the last few weeks. I think they're two and two in their last four weeks behind quarterback Bailey Zappi. But this team is in a clear rebuild. But the question still remains, will Belichick be there at the end of the season? This has been a topic that we've discussed a lot I think a few weeks ago, both Ray and I were on this, the sentiment that 
he would be gone at the end of the season. Dean was still holding firm. Ray, do you still have that same sentiment that he's going to be gone? Yeah, I mean, I'm under the impression this is probably the hardest rebuild in the league right now, I would say. Just I think Belichick's going to be gone. I think they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. Uh, so they're going to be in the market for head coach and GM just because Belichick, that was his role as well, and a starting quarterback. So complete, complete blank slate. And lucky for them, they got around $75 million in cash to play with, I think, all their picks. So should be an interesting one for sure. You know, you still holding firm that, that he's not going anywhere? I'm holding firm. I think the more sure people are and the more that this snowballs into being a hotter topic, I feel like the less of a chance it actually has. Yeah, I've really... Bill's always two steps ahead. I've really wavered over the past few weeks, the way that they've been playing, and I feel like the way that the team has kind of responded to them. Um, I am just not sure. There's just not a lot of options for him to even go to. I think the Chargers are the one team that we keep identifying as as a possible landing spot, maybe Washington. Um, but I, I don't know, especially if they, they're picking at three right now. If they end up with the top two pick and he really likes one of these guys, you know, maybe they, they hold it out for There's him. just too many moving factors. I, I, I see it like this. I feel like there's always a pretty enticing coaching carousel. Going into every year this year, besides the ones that we identified, obviously top of the list is going to be like Betty Johnson from Lions. But, you know, I I don't genuinely see a a hot commodity, many hot commodities at, you know, in this coaching carousel for this offseason. So with that being a problem, obviously Kraft knows this. That's a problem. Additionally, another problem, just like Ray said, not a very – great spot to go to and want to rebuild so why would a top three top five i get the pedigree of the team and the dynasty of the team but why is anyone going to new england to rebuild this team and then additionally there needs to be a perfect spot that bill is going to bill is not going to leave unless he is either one locked down a place to go or he's retiring there's no way that craft would let him leave on bad blood and and it you know I, I don't know. I just feel like there's too many moving parts for it to happen. And additionally, he can have a guy in that top three spot that he really likes. And they have some foundational pieces that we'll get into. But Yeah, um, outside of the Belichick thing, because I, I do agree, like I said, I think there are so few landing spots that this makes it a little tricky to figure out if he's going to leave or not. But I think if he does leave, I think the Patriots, the vibe that I've kind of gathered from just interviews with Kraft and stuff is that Gerard Mayo is going to take over this job if Belichick's gone. Um, He's kind of been the coach in waiting. So I think they have their plan in place post-Belichick. But, of course, I think if you can retain him, you would like to if you don't want to possibly lose any pick. or um, So it'll be really interesting. Ray, what do you you got? You know, I mean, I I think the Gerard Mayo – uh, replacement makes a lot of sense. It's just we also said that with McDaniel's for a while. We said that he was the coach in waiting, true, and it just and he kept and Bill Belichick kept digging his heels and wanting to go. So I do think that there's a chance that he stays, but I think as of now, I'm te- I'm still team. He's going to go out. I I honestly think he'll take a year off. Mm. Interesting. All right. Well, this will be a topic of conversation for the remainder of this season through the off season. Let's get to the actual team. Let's get to the Patriots. Um, Let's take a look back at their 2023 draft. Like I said, in the first round, they traded back from 14 to 17 and still got a 
solid, really, really great number one corner in Christian Gonzalez. Um, four games played this year, had a shoulder surgery, missed the rest of the season. Um, in the second round, they drafted Keon White, edge from Georgia Tech, who's a guy that I really loved coming out. He's only got one sack, but he's been playing a lot better with more snaps towards the end of the season. In round three, they took linebacker Marte Mapu, who only has 12 total tackles this year. In the fourth round, they took Jake Andrews, the center, who's only played 13 snaps. Um, they had another fourth-round pick, who they took kicker Chad Ryland, like I mentioned, 62% field goal percentage, lowest in the league. Um, they had a bunch of other sixth-round picks, seventh-round picks that haven't panned out. But the one bright spot for this draft class outside of Christian Gonzalez has been Demario Douglas. Um, wide receivers got 47 catches and 548 yards this season. Um, so when we just take a look at that draft class, some of the other guys who are on the roster, let's talk about some foundational pieces that this team can actually build around. When I was going through this, I did not see a lot of guys that I would actually want to build my team around. Bray, who are some guys that you're looking at that this team can build moving forward? Well, I mean, I think they really all come pretty much on the defensive side of the football. I think Matt Judon, though he really was banged up this year and didn't put up his typical numbers, but uh, I think he had 15 and a half last year and 12 and a half the year before uh, sacks. So I think he's under contract for at least one more, possibly two. So I think he's someone that he is a foundational piece on that defense. And then also up front, Christian Barbour, the uh, defensive tackle from Alabama. He's just a great football player. Uh, it's someone that they, they're going to want to retain to just build up the middle like they typically do. And then also – uh, Christian Gonzalez, I think he was our unanimous cornerback one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so man. I think he's someone that, that's just going to be a foundational piece on that outside and really help give that defense some flexibility. And then for the short term, I think uh, Jonathan Jones is another good corner too. Really helps make it so they don't have to go reach or overpay for someone on the free agent market. So I think this defense is pretty set up uh, nice. But other than that, it's, it gets a little slim. Yeah, yeah no, I, I feel like there's definitely – a. And you're right. It's all on the defensive side, legit all of it. But there's definitely some pieces there, and they actually have had injuries affect them in an underrated manner. I feel like they've actually had some some pretty significant injuries that isn't really talked about a ton. But, you know, second-year corner Marcus Jones, I'm excited to have him back for them as well. Third-round pick, I think, out of Houston. He, he played well last year. He was their main guy, and he's going to be obviously – on the opposite side of Christian Gonzalez, maybe get a little bit lesser of uh, of less pressure, should I say. I uh, feel like he'll come back, play well. He was on the IR this year. Jelani Tavai, a linebacker, played really well. I think he was out of Hawaii. Um, and Jabril Peppers was a beast until he got hurt week 15. And obviously, like you just said, Christian Barmore, that can't be understated. He's just a one-man wrecking crew and a huge reason on why this defense is number one in in yards per rush allowed. So I, I definitely agree. These are the only positives, though, that needs to be stated. The only positives. Yeah, I agree. All those guys that you guys had mentioned, I had. I also had Kyle Duggar listed, who's a free agent this year. Um, but this offensive side of the ball is pathetic right now i mean they have nobody that i would really lean on in future years i mean i like ramondre stevenson as a running back but i mean how much are you really going to lean on him and then pop douglas while he's having a good year i mean he's a five eight slot like you need some more dynamic playmakers you need more help up front um and such a weird signing yeah and and obviously you need the quarterback play so um 
it's going to be a very interesting offseason for them. Let's one more guy some... we didn't—I forgot to touch yeah. on the one guy on the offensive side of the ball who I do like as a uh, kind of cornerstone, though it's kind of a one of the least valid positions on the team. I guess it's Cole Strange, and he was banged up this year, but I do like what he did as a rookie, and uh, I just like the tools that he has on the interior. And that is one thing they did, uh, especially last year. I think they did draft three uh interior offensive linemen with between the fourth and sixth rounds fourth and fifth rounds maybe so they do have some nice depth up front in there which i mean gotta take the positives where they come you know yeah you're yeah. really scratching another stretching. well <laughs> I, I think the interior the interior depth that they have will come in when we start talking about cap casualties potentially that's fair um let's take a look at some team needs i think we really mentioned offensive side of the ball um in particular quarterback offensive tackle Wide receiver are huge needs. Um, we mentioned a couple of good edges, but I think they need edge rota- edge players in the rotation. Judon's getting up there in age, um, and this quarterback this cornerback room has been good. And Belichick has always gotten the best out of his secondary, um, but they've brought back guys like J.C. Jackson, who just haven't pan out for them, um, and a couple of guys who have some legal issues. Um, so cornerback could also be another area to attack. All right, let's talk about their free agents, their pending free agents in 2024. As it stands right now, they have $73 million in projected cap space. That's the fifth most in the NFL. They're going to have 47 players under contract next year. The notable guys, Kyle Duggar, uh, Michael Uwenu, Miles Bryant, Josh Uche, Hunter Henry, Trenton Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, Mike Kosicki, and Kendrick Bourne. Um Ray, you want to start here? Any guys that you're you're looking to bring back from this group? I mean, I think off the, the just the, off the cuff, I think Kyle Duggar is someone that I would consider. But when you just draft Marte Mapu, they're kind of similar players in that tweener, like hybrid safety linebacker role. Duggar was really got exposed in um, has been exposed in coverage of late too. So he's not like the traditional like single high safety. You kind of want him playing down in the box. So he's someone that it'd be nice to bring him back just because of his prowess and run defense but if he's if, if he's commanding too much on the open market you gotta let him walk and then um i think hunter henry i wouldn't be surprised if they give him another contract just because they do need some tight end help in the worst way possible whoa 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 Farrell brown is the best tight end who's ever walked the face of this earth at least when he's playing against the jets <laughs> that's true he actually killed the jets destroyed <laughs> like two catches for over 40 yards i'll never forget it yeah, yeah, and there was maybe there was maybe a hundred yards of total offense in that in that game, but uh, yes, totally agree with Ray. It would definitely need to be a favorable uh, signing for for Hunter Henry to make sense. It would need to be on the cheap. Uh, I, I feel like he might demand a, a little bit more than we expect, and we know that especially if this is a a Bill Belichick team still that they prioritize having a few tight ends that they can move around and use in in several ways. And I Hunter Henry has to be a, a big Belichick guy, so I agree with you on that. I guess the only other one I would think of is uh, I do think Josh Uche is a little interesting. We saw him flourish and take the next step last year, and looked like you know while judon was having 15 and a half sacks it looks like josh uche was in every play as well i feel like that was the most surprising part of their defense last year for me in my opinion he definitely i think he only has like three or four sacks this year he definitely i don't know if it's because of injury maybe some lingering factors but he just 
He's just reverting back, and it looks like he's taking a big step back. I, I'm interested if they know something that we don't, and they want to stick with their guy, their homebred guy that they drafted out of Michigan, and they want to see if they could get him to take that step forward again. So I, I would say maybe Josh Uche, if they can get him on a favorable deal. Yeah, I, I like Josh Uche, too. I, I think he's more of a rotational guy, too. You got guy you bring in on third downs to go after the quarterback. Um, I think maybe his snap count is down a little bit this year. Um, but he's a guy that I would also target. Um, Michael Wenu is a guy that I would target too. I think this offensive line really needs all the help it can get. Um, he's been their best one over the past few years. So if they can bring him back on a favorable deal, they do have a lot of money to spend. He's a guy that I would look at for sure. Yeah, good points on both those guys. And just with Uche too, I do like that idea if he can get him on a team-friendly contract just because he's a different type of player than Matt Judon and Keon White where he's a little smaller, got a little bit more juice. And they're mm-hmm. kind of missing guys on that uh, in that mold, I guess, on that def- defensive side of the ball. Right. All right. Let's take a look also at some potential cuts, some guys that they may look to restructure. Um, so I have a bunch of guys written down right now. Um, talk to me about, yes, they need to re- restructure. Yes, they should cut. Matt Judon's the first one that I brought up. Turning 32 next year, um, he's coming off, off a 20. 20- Probably say it's it would look more like a I don't know. It it would I, I feel like he's probably not going to get cut. I, I don't I don't think he'll either I don't think he'll restructure or want to restructure as well, considering he just had two massive seasons for them. So I, I don't really have much to add on 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 Judon to be completely honest with you. He's still an animal when he's out there. We see guys come back from these kinds of injuries and be perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was just a guy that that I thought of. I mean, his contract is pretty fat for a guy who's turning 32, but I agree he's played some great ball for them since he came over. Um, so don't hate that. Another guy that I have is David Andrews, who's a center. Um, he's top five in sacks and pressures allowed for centers this year. Going to be 32 next year. Um, you can save five and a half million by cutting him. Uh, so right, what do you think? Yeah, I think Bring he's gone. Back. I think uh, with the Jake Andrews signing last, uh, I think draft pick rather last year too. I think that the writing was kind of on the wall, especially with how poor, piss poor he did in uh, pass protection this past year. Right. Um, a couple other guys, two D linemen, uh, some bigger D linemen, Davon Gajo. Uh, they got a potential out next year. He's turning 30. He's only got seven pressures all year, so this is a guy that they they might be able to to get off of his contract. Um, Dietrich Wise is another guy that that I had written down. They could save five million uh, pre or post June one cut, so they could also look to restructure. He's been a good player for them. I think it comes down to with those two guys in particular, uh, the staff that that comes in, or if there is a replacement, because those are just such, especially Wise. He's such a patriot guy. He can play inside outside moves all over. So I think he's someone that they're probably going to try to keep. I think he, like he's I think you he only clear like 3 or 5 million if I'm not mistaken. And, the, and then, I think it's 5. Okay. And then the other guy I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name just cuz I can't. Um but he's more of a run stopper too where it's like such minimal. They you know they love their big interior guys. That's where they build their fucking team. So I would be surprised if you're if you're going to cut a veteran like that for that minimal savings considering how much money you have to spend. 
Right. Um, the last guy I had is J.C. Jackson, who, oh. who I mentioned previously. Oh, he's they have a potential out next year, too. Oh, so he's gone. I, he's, got, he's good as gone, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, what, 13 mil, I think? Yeah, no no dead money? Crazy. Yeah, crazy. no dead cap next year. Yeah, 14.3 it was, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. So gone. Yeah, <laughs> so gone. Uh, I mean, I did like the move for them to try to bring him back from from the Chargers. I thought it was going to work masterfully. So did I. <laughs> I thought he was going to be the instantaneously the best corner since sliced bread. I agree. Yeah. Um, I was like, that's such a good deal for them. Like, they let yeah. him go. And <laughs> we were duped. Pe- yeah, so wow, The Chargers were smart as fuck just getting anything. <laughs> Uh, I guess he just sucks now. That's why. Um, are, are there any other guys on your radar that you would look to possibly cut? Any guys that you want to restructure? Uh, I think one more. It's a minimal, I guess, a smaller move. But Adrian Phillips, he pretty much <clears> just <throat> played special teams as like a, a fourth a fourth safety on this team. So you can clear $3 million for that. He's also an older player. I think that's pretty pretty much of a safe move. No, you keep him for culture. That's a culture guy. Fair so enough. I didn't that. even mention the. I'll the pay his three 20... mil salary for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mention for the 2024 free agents. Matt Slater slated to be a free free agent. He's 38 years old, still kicking. No, Is he going to hang it up? Oh, he's back. Crazy. I love that <laughs> him and like Hardy. They just make money in the league just by being gunners. That's so badass. I it's love just, that. Yeah. So gritty. It is. Um. All right. Let's move on to some twenty twenty four. Honestly, they their jerseys should be bought. Like, I'm they, pretty sure people actually, do have Slater jerseys. Their jerseys should be jerseys. popular, though. You know what I mean? Just, Hardy gets too many penalties for for me to get. A jersey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I love I love Hardy though. <laughs> Imagine everyone just walking around. You just walking around a tailgate. Everyone just has long snapper and gunner jerseys on. All right, let's get to uh, <laughs> let's get to some twenty twenty four free agent targets. So when I was going through this, I thought this was really interesting because while they do have a lot of money to spend in this free agency, I just don't think the team is there necessarily to go out and spend big money on big time free agents. I think like people were going to look at like T-, a T Higgins. They really need a wide receiver one. Like, is this team in a place to go out and pay T Higgins? I don't personally think so. So when I was really going through this, I went very young guys who maybe didn't work out on their first stop, but bring them in on the cheap. Um, they still have a lot of years to play, and maybe you can turn it around. Um, so, Dino, we'll start with you. Who are some some free agent targets that you liked for the Patriots? Obviously, the first thing you think of, because this wide receiver room is abysmal. <laughs> Please say T. Higgins. Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> is is not going to be an answer for anything or anyone. So you would naturally think a wide receiver, but I feel like in Patriot fashion, I think we were all surprised that they got went out and got a juju. I don't think they – I think that they're going to go next year with, with another abysmal unit, so I don't think they go there. I really like the thought of them going to the offensive line and exactly what you actually were kind of stating. Uh, you think of a Jonah Williams and even a guy who was shuffled around this year in Ezra Cleveland. So I, I definitely think those are down on our board. Uh, I like both of those options for sure. You got a ton of guys on the interior of that line. You're older outside. Try to shore it up. Right. What about you? 
Yeah, so for me, um, just actually where they're sitting right now, <clears throat> I, I go quarterback immediately. I think Kirk Cousins and Jimmy G are definitely possibilities for them on, as a short-term stopgap guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins would probably be like a two for like 60-ish, I would assume, deal. So you'd be paying him a little bit more money coming off that Achilles, which is a little concerning. And then you got someone like Jimmy G, who I'm assuming you can get even cheaper if he gets cut or uh, at the very least, like you can probably get some draft capital back with him as like a salary dump and then restructure something along those lines. So yeah, I can see someone like him, especially if they fall outside those top two picks where they want to say, okay, fuck it. We're going to get a stopgap here right now. Kick the can down the road a little bit and try to revamp this unit and be, and be competitive again, the Patriot way. So Wait, those question. two, I think. Question, go, question. Go ahead. So you think if they sit sitting at three or four or five and the first, and obviously you're under the impression Caleb Williams and Drake may are gone. You don't think they go any of the other available quarterbacks. No. Yeah. No. no shot. You think no shot. You think it's going to be either, a, either the, the premium lineman or Marvin Harrison. Correct? I think there's a lot of, I think there's a long way to go. I, I wouldn't even be surprised to trade back. Yeah, no, that that's it. I think a trade back makes actually too much sense to be honest with you. I know. I don't know. I, I was think, gonna wait to propose that though. So. I think after the championship game, I think Michael Penix is gonna. There's there's so much time, so much unknown still with the injury concerns, it's a, a little bit of an age. But like, I don't hate the fit. But at three, I think it's a little rich, especially in this draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, but then outside I hear the- you. I just feel like this team is allergic to taking first round wide receiver talent, even with the dire need. And even with a generational talent like Marvin Harrison, say they do address in the off in the off season and get an alignment, say they're at four or five. I don't know. I think, I think Penix is making as good as, you know, as good of a, I mean, I'm definitely not going to say it's not possible, but I just think as of right now, I think it's a little rich. I think I could see them just taking the can down the road, trading back, accumulating picks for next year's, draft to try to make a run then and go with a veteran a veteran guy and try to compete or something on those lines. But um, I think free agent wise too, another on the offensive side, I think Calvin Ridley makes a lot of sense for this team. There's always been that Alabama to new England connection. They love their Alabama guys. And I think he uh, would fit in really well coming off a little bit of a down year this year too, where I think you can get him on the bit. cheap guy was horrific. <laughs> well, Dean, you said he was the best keeper of all time. Um, I did not say he was the best keeper of all time. It's so, so oh, exaggeratory. Like anyway, I think I think like, you get him for like a three year between like fifty five and sixty mil too, and then uh, one more target. I think Dalton Schultz makes a lot of sense if he hits the open market. I don't know why Houston would let him walk, just considering how well he did this year with CJ Stroud. But if he does, you know New England loves paying uh, tight ends. Oh, by the way, you guys want a betting lock? Oh my God, you want a Dean Glock middle of the pod shotgun? Dalton Schultz. His over-under reception is probably at, like, two and a half or three and a half. Alt-line, six-plus. Probably going to be in the range of plus 180 to plus 220. Got the incentives. So you're just making – He maxes out his incentive. So you just said two and a half was going to be the, the normal line. You it's think over six is only going to be plus 180, and you're just taking this out of your ass right now. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, just to be clear. All right. Um, it was implied, Ray. Oh, before I, uh, I'll get it for I, you. Before I say some of my free agent targets, I do want to come back to the quarterback point that Ray was making. Um, I honestly did not even really look at any of the quarterbacks when I was looking at free agents because I'm just so of the mindset that they are going to be 
in this top three, and they'll have a chance to pick one of these guys. But I do understand what you're saying. I think for a guy like Kirk Cousins, especially coming off an injury, I don't think he wants to go to a team like this that isn't competing. Um, I also think, talking quarterbacks right now, um, it's a little tough when you don't know who the head coach is going to be. I think that's uh, uh, definitely a, a wrench in this. Um, so I didn't even look at the quarterbacks, but I do agree that if they maybe fall out of this top three, can they even fall out of this top three? They can. Um, then maybe they do look for a stopgap quarterback. Um, I don't know, man. I think if you're at three, I think it's awfully risky to just not go, not address the quarterback position at all, especially in New England. I don't know, man. I think, especially with Chicago and let's assume Washington ahead of you. Like Washington's going quarterback no matter what. That's a fact. I don't think Chicago is. Uh, you don't think so? No. You think, but you think the Patriots can afford to move up? Yeah, I don't think so. I think they get outbid. Just hammered it, by the way. Plus one sixty four. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so a, <laughs> a couple guys. Yeah, man, me. I wish it was more. I thought it'd be more. I thought like plus one eighty. I thought was being conservative. Free money or two. Um, That's free money, though. That is a, free. A couple guys for me, um, we're talking wide receivers. I have some of these lower tier guys. I have a guy like Gabe Davis, who I think makes a lot of sense for them. Um, they have a lot of these smaller type of gadget type receivers. So give me a bigger body. KJ Osborne's another guy um, who hasn't really gotten his full shot in, in Minnesota. I, think I like he's, that. He's a, he's a good player. Um, honestly, he's better than anybody that they've had on this roster the last few years. Um Dean mentioned the offensive line that I also had Jonah Williams. I think if they can pay up for him, I think he's a good fit there. Um, and then on the defensive line, cause they love to add to this rotation. Chase young is still a young guy. Maybe hasn't gotten the full potential out of him yet. I don't know if Sam Fran can pay him in the off season. So curious to see what happens there. And then another guy who's a little bit lower um, DJ Wanham from, from Minnesota. He's having a good year. He's got eight sacks. He's only 26 years old. He's coming off a quad injury, but he's another guy. Um, he plays in Brian Flores defense in this multiple look that new England also does. So I think he's uh, another interesting target that, that they can look for. I like that one. The chase young one did cross my mind, but I just don't see how he fits in a new England type defense. To, I don't know. I, I think he's a hand in the dirt. You just want him to rush the passer. And like, yeah, not- I mean, Judon's kind of, Similar type. He's a little more finesse than than Chase Young, but they're kind of similar players. I guess they're similar builds as much, but I, I don't know. I feel like Judon came from that Baltimore uh, scheme too, which is like kind of similar. Yeah, like Chase Young. He's just like he, they just made him like okay, put your hand in the dirt and go because he can't really not really that player stand up or do anything else like that. All right. Anybody else that uh, you guys want to mention? No. Uh, let's get, I, let's get, someone let's like get, let's get a drafted. Someone like Pittman crossed my mind, but I just think he's a little bit too close uh, of a like a fit or a style rather to Juju, where it makes kind of scare them off as like a six one six two, not the best athlete. You think Colts let him go? I mean, who knows? I think it's possible. I mean, it is. I feel like they love him. Yeah, I just had such trouble with it with this team because I feel like even even some of these other teams who are, um on the higher end of projected cap space, I feel like they're just in a little bit of a better window to pay for guys. And like, I don't think this team should be paying for anybody. Like this team should be looking for market friendly deals, lower, uh, lower age players, guys who haven't really had their full shot. 
guys who haven't panned out who are maybe first, second round picks. Um, I think those are the type of players that they need to draft. Bring in this new class. Hopefully you get a quarterback. Hopefully it's Caleb Williams or Drake May. And then you can kind of build from that. I just think to go out and spend a lot of money, even if you have it, is just not a good process. You think the Patriot the Patriot arrogance is going to allow them to do that, though? I don't know. Uh, who knows? I mean, they let uh, Jacoby Myers walk and then paid Juju Smith-Schuster the same exact deal that he got in, in Las Vegas. Crazy. Why? For, Kobe <laughs> Myers, good player. for a player who's 10 times worse. So maybe good you're player. right. <laughs> maybe you're Kobe right. Kobe Myers was, was, is a good player. Dude, Jacoby Myers is a dog. He is a dog. I, I don't get I don't I don't know. They they don't know how to figure it out in, with, with that position. Right. They really... All right, fellas. Let, let's get to the mock. We're doing a three round mock for the people. Um, like we said. Shout Patriots. out to Ty- Tyquan Thornton, by the way. Dude, top, that top, guy top fifty fucking... pick. That guy, that, pick. that guy is legitimately us. Dude, I drafted that guy, that guy that in guy, a that guy's us, but can just run really fast. But is it? Oh my gosh, he's so bad. I, I drafted Tyquan Thornton in a dynasty league. I've never dropped a player so fast. <laughs> I think we all can run the route tree the exact same way he can. All right, fellas, let's get to this mock. Patriots are picking at three, uh, one, two. Goes Drake, make Caleb Williams. Right, this is exactly the situation you were looking at. Panics. Um, let's <laughs> let's let's talk to the options here. Um, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this draft, I think, on all of our accounts. Um, Ofushanu is a top tackle in this draft. I think they could definitely use him. But Ray, you mentioned before this trade back option. Talk to me about this trade back, because you got generational players sitting here. I think you could still get a generational player if you drop back two spots to the Giants. Let's see if they're one of the teams that's uh offering a trade. Let's see. Broncos, I can't see the other one. They are not. It's the They're Broncos not. and the Ravens looking That's for whack. a trade. I mean, honestly, God, like I just think that when you miss out on the two generation court, where are the Broncos sitting at? Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen. Question is: Is Panic still there? Yes. In this, in this, he will be for sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's not gonna. He's not gonna last to fourteen in the actual draft. Okay. Th- that being said, I do think. I mean, I, I would. I was just considering those two teams being the trade out spots. I don't think they'd want to fall that far. Uh, so I think Olu would probably make the most sense here. I don't it's know. It's, so, it's so hard. How do you pass on Marvin Harris? Yeah, it's so it's so true. I think you probably do go Marvin. Just if just philosophy wise, what they would do, I really do think they trade back here. But um, philosophy wise, I, I, I definitely think they go tackle before Marvin. I don't know why. I, I genuinely don't know why. I think that that is it is a slam dunk pick for them to go Marvin Harrison Jr. Slam dunk. I'm taking Marv here. Okay, it, I like it. They need so much help at wide receiver, and he's the best player in the draft. I mean, he's he's the best player. Yeah, literally the best player in the draft. Surefire. Oh, right. Dino. Very interesting I mean, here. We're not pick- gonna, he's not going to be this, so I don't really want to take him. It ruins the I fun. mean. Shadur Sanders, Dean, you, Dean, you know how I feel about Michael Penix, but I think, like Ray said, with the medical issue, like they're they're just going to be oh because he's that... old because he's twenty five or 24. no? I didn't. Did did you hear? Oh me no, say that? no, no. But Ray says medical dumb shit. It makes no me, the makes age the age thing doesn't matter for me because quarterbacks are playing into their forties. But the medical issue is a massive issue. There are going to be teams that just 
completely remove him from the board. You're also acting like Michael. He's Pence gonna is a legit win. Too. He's gonna win the national championship. Okay, let's, gonna be the let's first talk through some. Pick. Let's talk through some players here. I mean, I think he's not, we can, gonna, he's not. There's no shot. He's not a first rounder. Let Let's remove Michael Penix from this conversation. I think we think should. That's what I'm rounder. saying. I just um, some me. guys that we're obviously looking at. Uh, Fontenelle from Washington. They need tackle help. I think he maybe plays guard, but I love think you jo- can get I away love with Jordan it. Morgan here. Jordan Morgan also, and Patrick Paul. I think those are the three guys that we should attack. Who do you like the best? I mean, I, I mean, love Jordan Morgan here. Uh, I'm a Jordan Morgan guy, but I also think Chris Braswell deserves to be in this conversation too. I do love that fit in New England. Yeah, I really like they, Chris. Bra- I really like Chris Braswell. I just think they have need so much help on the offensive line. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Jordan Morgan. I also think we can maybe attack edge with some of these other later picks. That's true too. I, Jonah, I agree. I, I'm right. telling you right now, Jonah Ellis might be the most Patriot guy ever. All right, we're going to take Jordan Morgan here in the second round. So we went Marvin Harrison in the first round. Uh, we went Jordan Morgan, offensive yeah, tackle this, from Arizona this, this in the draft, second round. In the third round, when you were still here. Dream. This, draft is, <laughs> this draft is a dream for them, by the way. It's a dream. All right. Uh, let's talk about positions. What, what do you think we need to attack right now? Um, I think you can do offense, edge, corner. Uh, to me, I mean, I wouldn't even hate going Jonathan Brooks in this situation. Yeah, I think running back just Zeke's gonna be a free agent. Ramondre's a free agent after next year. Just keep retooling that position. Uh I'm looking at Jack Sawyer possibly as a player that they would target. I mean, I, that's such a Patriot player too. I just don't see him so well, honestly. I just don't see him going into the draft to be honest. Uh, a guy that I don't think I don't think Aurora. I don't think the uh, I don't think the Texas uh, interior D lineman. I don't think he'll be a third rounder. He'll be. I mean, Clemson. I apologize. I don't think he'll be here. I like him. I feel. I feel like if you if you actually get get rid of those interior D linemen, uh, potential cut candidates, like we talked about, which one or two of them, I don't hate that. I feel like they they love to emphasize obviously the trenches. It's not it's not the the biggest need by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, your boy Mason Smith is there. I think Luke Leahy also has to be considered too. Just get another pass catcher for this unit. We were just talked about their need for tight end. Yeah, where was he? I think he's all the uh, way up. Yeah, there he is. Oh, oh, Lachey, baby, Lachey, whatever. Dude, Leahy, I fucking whatever. love this guy. I'm not gonna lie, I got like Leahy. I like Leahy big time. Jim, Jim Leahy. Shout out Trailer Park Boys. All uh, right, I don't know. This is tough. Yeah, I think they can kind of go in a lot of different areas right now. I would say Jack Sawyer's my pick, but um, do you guys hate? Do you guys hate them going? Uh, I don't know. Uh, a third round quarterback here. Let's see who the quarterback. Really like. I really like Pratt. Oh my god! I also wouldn't. I'm I not also kidding. Hate Pratt. I'm not kidding. Imagine Spencer Rattler. I was <laughs> Jordan Trap. Jordan Travis. Nah, he actually is. Yeah. I wouldn't hate Pratt here. I like. I feel like that'd be fun. Like right, what do you fun. think? I don't know. I think it's stupid to go a quarterback in this spot. Personally, I think, um, I think you, you wait to day three in this in like a situation like this. I think Luke Lachey, whatever you pronounce his fucking name, makes a lot of sense. Just Let's give him another pass catcher for the offense. But I do think Jack Sawyer is a Patriot guy through and through. 
I just doubt he enters the draft this year, but. All right, let's take Lachey. He's he's a guy that I had super high. And this is a um, position that they love. Yeah, be real. I agree. So I, I like it. Young talent there, something new for them. Yeah, he got injured in the second game. When was the last the time they got young talent at the tight end position and not just got old people over and over and over again? What was, uh, was Aaron Hernandez and freaking and Gronk? So, <laughs> no, I don't hate it. I like that kind of. But, like, isn't right. that crazy? Ever since then, oh, my God, there are, like, 15 names flashing in my head of 30-year-old plus, 30-plus-year-old tight ends that they get. Fuck. All right. I knew so I, we got I knew I forgot minus. something. You, you want to redo it? You want to redo Why? that last pick? I forgot Lachey. Why? He's going back to school. You suck, right? Yeah, I know. I forgot. I knew that's I heard something right. about him. I thought it was reversed. All right. Well, okay. That's I'm... all right. I think we would have taken Jack Sawyer there. Or uh, what was his name? Who was the other edge who was there? Uh, was, another... was there another edge we talked about? I don't think yeah. so. Um, I forget, but it doesn't matter. Honestly, the first two picks, all that matters. That's Wait fair enough. Wait, so, so we went Marvin Harrison Jr. with the, with the first pick. Um, we took Jordan Morgan, the offensive tackle from Arizona, with the second pick, and then Luke Lachey. Obviously, Ray just announced that he's going back to school. But um, we do like attacking the tight end position, um, and there are some some good tight ends in the in this class that I like. So um, could be an area to attack. But I also think edge could be a need in, in that third round. Um, and I also think uh, another offensive lineman, honestly, could be another area to attack. Yeah, they could definitely like, double down. I think this is, this is a really, this is a really deep, interesting, fun uh, QB class. I, I don't, I don't think it's a. Uh, I feel like I feel like the Pat, the Pats over the past, you know, decade, they're always grabbing mid, middle to late round quarterbacks. I wouldn't, I even if they, I don't think they would punt on it completely. I would say, right. Michael Pratt would have been would have been interesting. Jalen Milrow? Question mark. He's going back to school. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That would that would. Be. All right, boys. Anything else before we get out of here? No, no, no. That's it. All right, that was a good one. So that's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our Patriots rebuild the franchise episode. Stay with us. We got a whole bunch of teams that we need to fix up. We got the Carolina Panthers. We got the Washington Commanders. Who else we got? Uh, Vegas. I think I think we're doing so. Got a bunch of teams. Got some mock drafts coming up. Got some big boards coming up. Position rankings, so stay locked in. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. You can also find us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we head towards this 2024 NFL draft. Fellas, appreciate you. Yes, sir.